Hey there, Fellowship family. Welcome to your one-stop shop for all things church life. I'm Mark Francis, and I'm once again your host for today. We have uh, special guests with us once again, just like last week, and I call them global church partners because Mm -hmm. we partner together in the ministry. We don't consider you missionaries as much, but I, you know, as we've been having these conversations over the last several weeks about overflow, it's exciting for us as a fellowship Bible church family to feel like that we are connected to a global church, Mm -hmm. a global body of Christ Mm -hmm. that is not just isolated in one community. So we're excited to to get a chance to hear from Zacchaeus and Gloria Chimeltorit. Did I get that last name right? Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Hey, Gloria. Hey, Zacchaeus. Hey, How are you? Hi. And we also have our missions pastor, Scott McMandle, with us. How are you, Scott? Good. Yeah, thank you. Absolutely. Well, we want to get a chance to get to know you guys. But, Scott, I want to hear from you of where did we get involved originally with Pocot? Because yeah. that's this is in Kenya, right. where Zacchaeus and Gloria are from. Mm-hmm. So give us a quick background and history of, of our connections here with Zacchaeus and Gloria. Yeah, it started with uh, <clears throat> a connection with Julius Mergor. Uh, Julius was uh, one of the first, or the first Pocot believer, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And and I'm not really sure how he got here, but he he became he came to uh, this area and became a student at Washington Bible College and mm-hmm. Seminary, and that's where um, FBC came in contact with Julius. I, exactly who introduced Julius to FBC at that time, I'm not really sure. But uh, Julius, uh, a partnership began, then Julius went back, and Julius was a a great evangelist. Uh, He was really good at, you know, evangelizing, and very quickly the gospel spread, and there were lots and lots of believers, and and very quickly the Pocock Church became what we would describe as a mile wide and an inch deep. Hmm. And and so as our the missions committee would, you know, spend time with Julius, ask him what the needs were. Um, he said it was leaders. Mm-hmm. And and so that kind of set the church on the, you know, on that, on the uh, kind of a quest of helping them to develop leaders. And so for many years, um, my dad and Mike Thomas, um, who my dad, who was the missions Tim director back yep. then. Yeah. Yep. Mike Thomas, Scott Newland, <clears throat> all the others that were on the missions committee at the time would make trips over to Kasumu and they would get the, the Pocot leaders and Philip and the leaders from his church together and for these conferences and Bible studies that, mm-hmm. you know, we, we continue to do. And they did that for a number of years. And after a time, uh, the Pocot team put together a translation team where they hmm. began to translate our chronological lessons into the Pocot language. Hmm. And, and, and then around 2005, 2006, um, I came along, moved here, became a part of the program. And then I began making trips over there with my dad. And, and so for the first couple of years, we continued to meet that way. <clears throat> but as we would meet together, um, and, and, you know, and I, and I would talk to Zacchaeus and David and James at the time and ask more questions about the Pocot work, realized, you know, Philip was leading up one church, but the Pocot guys are trying to equip pastors and church leaders at that time of over a hundred churches, very spread out. And so we pretty soon we realized, you know, we need to, we we need to separate these two works. 
And we need to meet specifically with Zacchaeus, James and David and just talk strategy, you know, for this work because it's so big and it's yeah. so vast. And so you mentioned so a couple of names. Philip was somebody we were partnered <clears throat> with. Right. And, and now you're saying Zacchaeus, David and James, Dave Cassetan. James um, Lamaramook, yeah, um, and so it's really a partnership of the th- those you three guys. Yeah, uh, along they're the with wives. they're the main translation team, and the, and then the ones that take the lessons that are have been translated out to all the areas where all the other Pocot hmm. leaders reside okay. and pass it on to them. So Zacchaeus, I'll turn yes. to you. I mean, th- it sounds like a, a big undertaking to attempt to just teach throughout this entire Pocot region. I mean. Share with me the size, like in miles or kilometers. First of all, where is Pocot? Because we, we got we to hear like where this is in the world. <laughs> and then how big of a region are you really traveling to to teach to the churches? Okay, thank you, Mark and uh, the FBC brethren. It's, uh, first of all, a real blessing and fellowship mm. to be a part of uh, Fellowship Bible Church community in as much as we are further away, but we regard ourselves as part of this fellowship. Yeah. And uh, we really appreciate the prayers and encouragement we receive every time through the communications we get from uh, the leadership teams, especially the missions team led by Scott, Jim, and uh, the rest of the guys who we get an opportunity to communicate. Pocket is uh, first of all in Kenya, and the northwestern part of Kenya. And uh, like uh, Scott has already mentioned, this is such a wide area. If uh, we have to calculate, it's slightly over 500 square miles. Hmm. In, okay. uh, w- that's uh, the service area. And it ranges from uh, East Pocket, which is... Uh, Closer to Nairobi, it's like uh, the farthest of East Pocket is uh, like five or four hours drive from Nairobi northwards. And uh, that is uh, close to a location called Maralal in uh, Nanyuki, northern part of uh, Nairobi. And uh, it stretches over to Kapenguria and further into the north and uh, into Uganda, where we currently have uh, over 30 churches and uh, still stretching. So 30 churches in Uganda. Yes. And then how many churches in the Pocot region? In, uh, we call it West Pocot. Okay. West Pocot is uh, currently having uh, churches close to 300. Wow. And uh, I've not included now some new preaching points, which uh, we've not regarded them as churches because we have like 20, 30 people meeting in the course of the week just because of uh, the small number of uh, leadership teams whom we have. So we have uh, decided that on Wednesdays, Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays, at least in each preaching point, we have lessons and teachings going on to so that on Sundays when there will be nobody, they can continue mm. with uh, their worship service and reflecting on what they were taught. So of those of 300 churches, you mentioned maybe sometimes there might be 20, 25 people. On average, how many people are in 
each of these churches? Yeah, the least church is about 30 people. 30, okay. And uh, some, most of these churches stretch to over 100 people. Wow. So it's, a, and uh, the radii or the distance between one church to another is about between five to seven miles. Hmm. Those okay. are the closest churches. <clears throat> so when you are traveling, you mentioned also David and James. So the three of you are essentially traveling around on any given day, trying to meet with the different churches. What is the leadership of those churches like? Because you said that when, when you're not there, when others aren't there, they have lessons. They're going to be working together and meeting together. How often do those churches meet and gather without you? All these churches meet every week. Okay. And like uh, Scott mentioned uh, earlier on, the challenge with the poker church has always been something to do with the leadership. Yeah. yeah. And uh, over 80% of the poker community is uh, uneducated. That is, they don't have mm. a formal education. Mm. And this became the greatest challenge in uh, doing these trainings. <clears throat> but we are so grateful to God because one of the greatest spiritual miracles I usually regard with the poker church is that the men in all these areas, in Uganda, in North Pocat, in East Pocat, never went to any literacy education. Hmm. But fortunately, God opened their spiritual sites when they trusted Christ as their savior and also get, opened their physical sites such that you give them a pocket Bible, the translated lessons in pocket. These men whom we've picked up as uh, key leaders could read and uh, explain what the Bible says, and uh, this has been a real motivation, and uh, it's helped us so mm. much to ensure that with the lessons available, somebody will be in that locality, preaching point, mm. reading and uh, explaining what the message of the cross is all about. That's, that's, that, that is a work of God. I mean, yes. knowing that uneducated people <clears throat> are now coming to Christ and are able to learn about him through his word and digging deeper with the lessons, the knowing God lessons. Sure. We, we heard from Juan and Tirso last week. We've also shared, you know, numerous times over the last couple of weeks what those lessons are of taking scripture and teaching it systematically, right? And, yes. and we're talking three, 4,000 people, at least, that there is a reach mm -hmm. with just the three of you guys. Gloria, I, I want to hear from you. You can't just be the pretty face up here that doesn't say anything. <laughs> so how can you, how do you partner with Zacchaeus? Is, or do you travel with him? Do you stay home? What's your role in the ministry there? Okay. Thank you. My role in the ministry there is too fast to prepare Zacchaeus. Mm. What he needs, what he has to go with, if I'm not going with him. Mm. If he's going to wear... Roads are not good. That's not good for my back. Right. But if he is going to where the roads are good and reachable, I go with him. Okay. And you say 
bad roads. I, I've got to imagine, Scott. Mm -hmm. I know you've been there. I haven't yet, but roads are bad. Yeah, you can explain. <laughs> are, yeah, and you mentioned your back, so I know that you have ongoing back problems. Is something we can definitely pray for. And and the traveling. How does the traveling take place? Like, where does how does Zacchaeus go from place to place? Do you have a car? Do you have a bike? Do you what? no? They hire trucks, and where there is where when they are going to places where. They cannot use a truck, they use a motorcycle. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And how how do you guys determine, because again, we're talking about three of you guys. Um, to, how do you split up where you travel um, on a regular basis? Do you guys meet together as a, as a team? Do you see each other in person regularly? Okay. Yes, we meet once at least uh, in a week, but it depends with... Uh, how, where the locations that we go, because we got locations which will require us spending like uh, three or four days uh -huh. because uh, we have to pull these guys, especially when we go further north and into Uganda and uh, maybe East Pokat. It's uh, quite a drive. It's like a whole day mm. drive. And so we prefer spending two days of uh, traveling and uh, maybe two days of teaching because that would mean that we may not see these guys like in a month or so. Okay. So right, right. at times we meet like uh, give ourselves a calls and a plan together depending with uh, the schedules which uh, some guys have. Mm. Somebody could be committed with other tasks. So with the two of us or uh, one of us plus uh, the like two more Timothys because we've done it uh, because most of the time we prefer using a truck okay. so that we can expose these other guys we are nurturing on what ought to be done because hmm. even at our absentia or when two or three teachings come up together, we need to have guys who can sit in on our behalf. We also have at times when we got uh, issues which need to be handled in uh, certain localities and maybe a training could have been uh, planned in one of the other areas and uh, so somebody should mm -hmm. be there. So we prefer at least going, if not four, it's five of us, so that these other guys can learn yeah. and uh, see because this is not our, our church, it's God's church, and uh, all of us are servants. We need to keep doing, and uh, with now many more points and locations opening up, we really trust God that we have more people who can be sent so that this can be done. That's it's great. The concept of leadership development yes. is that you are building people. I mean, Scott, since you've been a part of this, how have you seen the leaders grow with the Pocot Church? Yeah, very much so. Um, you know, like like we described last week in, in our message when Jim yeah. and I were speaking, yeah. um, just where, you know, the pastors that they've been working with, where they were at when they began, just very confused in the faith, very confused about things, to where they can actually now turn around and progressively, foundationally begin to unfold God's word for people and establish mm -hmm. others in the faith. Mm -hmm. now, you know, not only have they become more established in the faith, now they can begin to establish other people in the faith. Mm -hmm. And 
that's been super exciting to hear about and to see grow. To start from one believer, Julius yep. Mergor, yep. to then spread the gospel around to now thousands and, of and, believers. You know, they can attest to it. It's gone into other people groups. They're neat. So the Pocot are surrounded by a couple other people groups. Well, the they've got good relationships with some of the leaders of like the Sangwer hmm. uh, churches or the Mariquet churches. And they would have a conference, invite Zacchaeus or David or, you know, to come and speak they hear this teaching on grace and the finished work of Christ. And it's like, we've never heard this before. Where, mm. Where'd you get this teaching? So they tell them about the lessons. Well, we want that in our language. And then that starts the process mm. of now, you know, beginning to develop the lessons for these other people groups and their yeah. churches. Yeah. So you're developing people um, yourself, Zacchaeus. What does your home church look like in your home time? Is, is that, are you developing people there in your home church to also travel with you? Is kind of what, is that my understanding of what's happening? Like, so what is, I guess my question is, what does your hometown look like as you're traveling around? Okay, thank you. You know, one of the key places which uh, personally I've been trusting God to open up is my own lo locality. Yeah. And uh, we have a, uh, a group of guys, and uh, I know Scott knows about Jackson, one of the guys who, whom we sent to continue helping us when we started uh, the Mokoyon Church. For Mokoyon, yeah. Yes, so this has been really tremendous and uh, effective because, like in my locality, I would uh, I, I can be found like maybe once in a month, or uh, and without these guys, key men down here continuing with the lessons it is it's been a real encouragement that uh it was faster because uh where i grew up was a locality where some guys had been to a catholic church uh, anglican church these are so many churches and there mm. was this confusion and uh mm. during this week's uh group uh, community group i was sharing with a couple that I have two groups. There's this group which has so much of, uh, they want certain theology, the prosperity gospel and that. Mm. And it was a lot of work to bring them back to the basic knowledge that it has nothing to do with what we are doing. Yeah, It has to be God doing everything in us. And this church can't be a church if it's not established by God himself through mm -hmm. Christ mm -hmm. and by grace alone. And we got this group who were just bandits out there. And uh, when they got into accept Christ, they joined it straight away into the teachings. And uh, it's been a very smooth progression in mm. getting to teach them. Mm. And like uh, the time we've had to spend on this other group. And uh, this personally, I take it as a testimony because yeah. I can testify like... Uh, I was sharing with a group this week during the missions week that we had, I, there is this lady who is a member of our church and one of uh, the days he, she was talking with his brother who has changed the church four times. And he wa she was like, what, what is the problem? I've been to church and after one, two, three years, I'm just exhausted and worn out. I don't get what I'm going to this church. So, and uh, this lady began sharing with him about uh, knowing God and uh, how, mm. what God has done in through grace. And uh, it's all about God. It's not about us. And she, he was like, what? 
what do you, what do you mean and uh, she was like let me connect you with my pastor and uh, <laughs> he, he, he and he was like hurry up i want to talk with that guy and uh, so the lady gave me a call and i told her let him tell us when he will be available and so he he said tell him to come on friday and so i called jackson and we went over we spent the whole day with this guy and uh, when we were done we introduced him to grace and uh, shared about uh, the the introductory part of creation to christ and uh, reminded him that our christian faith is god working in us mm-hmm. we have nothing mm-hmm. to do ours is the only the only role every human being has is to accept and once we welcome Christ into our lives it's God working progressively mm. in our lives and uh, once we were done he was like no i think you have to come back and uh, mm-hmm. so when we went the sister called me the following day and told me no you, you know that guy said you should now be planning to be coming every week and i'll pull up like five households who are his neighbors and uh, oh. we should be meeting That's so cool. it, it became a testimony to me <laughs> that it's what we're doing in growing the church mm. is uh, actually it it brought me the picture of fellowship mm. bible church missions program in that we establishing the church so that they can be used to reach out to the rest because Absolutely. i would not have uh, maybe gone now doing evangelism to this gentleman but it was just because of communication with her, his sister that that story that you're sharing is such an encouragement because we as a church here are talking about this focus of overflow. Yes. And how are we as believers called to pour out God's love to others around us, not just hide it. But you guys are a picture and that story is a picture of your church, your people overflowing, sharing God's love to other people around them witnessing, evangelizing, being like, here's the gospel. Here's the good news. If you don't see it clearly, let me show you. Let me tell you. Let me love you in that way. Let me pray for you, encourage you. There's so many things that point to just God working in your lives and in your church's lives that is encouraging. And and that is in Africa, right? I mean, that is that is halfway around the world that is that God is working. And and to me, that's a blessing. That's an encouragement to say that we are partners with you guys in a way in partnering and participating in the gospel together um, in that overflow sure. capacity. Because yes. we we don't hear that story all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, we it's encouraging for us here in Virginia <laughs> to know that what the work that we're doing with Scott and Jim traveling or connecting with you guys via Zoom and how we are partners um, to know God is doing that. Sure. And that's exciting. Mm-hmm. Um Gloria, I didn't get a chance to have you finish your thought about, tell us about your family. You know, so as Zacchaeus is traveling, as he is in this ministry, kids, like, you know, tell us about what goes on in the home. Okay. When Zacchaeus goes to Kapenguria and to the, to the preaching points, I stay at home with the kids if I'm not going with him. Mm. But if I go with him, we have a nanny called Millicent. Okay. Yeah. How old are they? Mm, Millicent, who is taking care of them, is 23 years. Uh-huh. He knows. And Scott him? knows. How, how old are the kids? Mm, we have Lewis, who is 
16 years old. Okay. He's in boarding school. Yeah. He's in his second year of high school. Mm. Uh, Louis, who is se- 12 years old, seventh grade. Okay. He's in boarding school. Okay. And then Bethany, who is five years, she just started school this year. Okay. And then Blessing, who is two years and a half. So they are now she'll with me. Yes, she'll the stay with you. The two girls. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah. You have your hands full. So where, boarding school, where is boarding school relative to where you guys, where your house is? How far away are they? It is far away. Yeah? Yeah. Like Lewis, it's in Nandi County. Okay. That is, I think, 37, 37 miles from wow. our home. Wow. Lewis is in West Pocot, Kapenguria Boys, where, you, where we went. Mm. Yeah, just around there. So how often do you get a chance to see them and connect with them? They go to school for two months, one month, and then they come home for three days okay. after. And then they go back to school for a month. And then they close that term and they are home like one week. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And I saw the other day you were talking to Lewis, I think, yeah. on, on the phone. Yeah. So you have connections with him. You were FaceTiming, I think, yeah. the video chat or WhatsApp, something like WhatsApp that. Or WhatsApp or... A phone call. Yes. So with technology teachers, exists. Okay. I just kind of have our listeners understand, paint the picture that, yes, this is Africa. This is Pocot. But <laughs> you have capabilities of connecting with your family, mm-hmm. connecting with people. You guys connect with us here yeah. and our missions team as well. Um, so cell towers exist. Yeah. Right? So <laughs> actually where they go to school uh-huh. and uh, where we currently stay because... Because of her back problems, we've had to stay in Eldoret, mm, mm-hmm. where she's been schooling. And uh, because she sees a physiotherapist twice every week, mm. so it's been better for us to keep staying in Eldoret so that she can, it would be a lot expensive traveling from Kapenguria back, then stay uh, Wednesday, Thursday again, go back and forth. Mm-hmm. And uh, this has prompted us. Uh, in fact, that's why it uh, it's changed our plan. We were trusting God to put up a structure. In fact, we had uh, brought uh, like uh, the material stones, sand and all that. But now when we saw the doctor, he told us his back uh, is not good to, for her to use like a public means of transport mm. because it will hurt the back more because yeah. of uh, the driving style as well, and uh, as well as uh, the Bambi roads. Mm. So, and uh, they told us if it is possible, it's good for you to find her a car yeah. so that she can drive on. And uh, this tended to shift our priorities mm. because to me, I can bump on a motorcycle <laughs> and anything, I got no problem. But <laughs> for her, when I'm with her, I have to, find a truck and uh, we have to travel ahead of time so that we can drive slowly yeah. on those. Yeah. So this did change most of our priorities in mm. uh, as far as uh, how we, we have to settle and uh, mm. all this. Well, that sounds like a, a base prayer request sure. to continue to pray for Gloria mm-hmm. for your back, yes. for just doing life. Mm-hmm for the pain, just for healing for that. Mm-hmm. What else can we as Fellowship Bible Church pray for you or partner with you? How can we support you guys 
um, over these next coming months and years to come? Yeah, the major prayer request is that uh, the family would continue putting us in prayer, especially as God is opening up various locations. First of all, as Scott said, we've uh, been working with the Sanguer and we've translated their lessons and they are ongoing. In fact, uh, I was sharing with one of the groups classes this morning that we will be starting with the Marraquette, possibly this January, mm. okay. uh, do, to do the translations now that we've been meeting with the key leaders for like, it's now close to five, six years. Mm -hmm. And uh, on the same note, we have uh, the two more groups. We have the Turkana in the north, which uh, have made it impossible for the border between Pokot and Turkana on the north to be a lot accessible because of the fights. In fact, there have been fights recently in that uh, many people have been killed even uh, between Pokat and Marraquet border and uh, where mm. currently security personnel have been deployed there and uh, we have had to use phone calls to do teachings okay. with the Marraquet as well as the guys in East Pokat because the government blocked mm. the, the region, we can't access it. So we have the Turkana whom we trust in God maybe in the next three, five years, as well as uh, one other tribal group in Uganda known as Karamoja, mm. whom, who are used to be fighting with Pokat because as the church is opening up, it's going closer to that border. Mm. And uh, we really trust God that since God was able to use Pokat, especially to bring peace into Uganda. It's uh, really a great thing that uh, we would also be able to reach to these guys. And uh, this has been a real blessing because it's something which I thank God for because it was through the church that even when the COVID challenge was in the Kenyan-Ugandan border, the security personnel in Uganda would allow us continue teaching these people because after many years of uh, trying to do disarm disarmament, they weren't able until the church hmm. came up from amongst these people. And uh, that's when they voluntarily now surrendered these guns. And they were like, uh, when there was COVID, they were telling the guys, don't use uh, your mics, but make sure your, your, your pastors come and teach. So, and you have to notify us because we want to be a part of the teaching. Yeah. And it was, a, yeah. it's real when we, we talk of overflow, that's how God's love is all about. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, and uh, as a family, uh, our prayer request is that we are staying with Lewis, Louis, Bethany. And uh, there's also a girl, I, in fact, I was told yesterday that uh, she came, she was sent home because of lack of fee. And uh, so she came to our house and uh, these kids are depending on us. And mm. uh, we're so thankful that uh, the only source of support we have is uh, Fellowship Bible Church. Mm. And mm. we really appreciate that mm. because the prayers and support you guys are doing are really doing a tremendous work in uh, supporting us and the ministry mm. in Pocket so that we can 
drive and travel every yeah. week. Yeah. And so right. we continue asking for your prayers so that these kids may grow in uh, Christ's grace as well as open up support so that we can continue mm. supporting them. And also with the aspect of, uh, as I said earlier, they are, we are trusting God to put up a house in the piece of land which okay. we did purchase. Okay. Yes. Hey. Scott, what kind of final thoughts do you have um, just to pass on of what God is doing here with Zacchaeus and Gloria? What, what else would FBC need to know? Yeah, it's um, <clears throat> for me, yeah, it's kind of the same as back when I was, you know, still working with Pokeren in Thailand. Mm. And I was, you know, in the throes of, you know, teaching and discipling the the pastors, you know, who are now the, the leaders of the church. And, you know, there are times, uh, you know, I would come out of the work, come to Chiang Mai, we'd have meetings. And just, you know, kind of giving the guys an update of where things are at and describing where these, you know, where I thought these guys were at mm. in their faith and mm. their understanding of the truth. And and then many times, like, yeah, do these guys, like, are they really where that where I think they are? Mm. You know, do they, are they really established as, as I think they are and I'm describing? And then I go back and talk and, you know, just hear this understanding and truth gushing from them, you know, it's like, yeah, they really are. They really are there. You know, mm. they really are established. And, and it just would become, you know, just so encouraging to mm. me, you know, and just praising the Lord for that. And then, you know, working with these guys, you know, in different places, not only the Pocot guys, but, you know, others that we're working with around the world. And, and we have meetings and, you know, they give us updates and what's going on. And, and sometimes it's like, you know, are are these churches really, you know, being established? Are these people really established in the faith? Because that's that's what that's the purpose of all this. Yeah, right. Like if if people aren't becoming established in the faith, if churches aren't becoming established in the faith, then we're wasting our time and our money. Sure. Yeah. That's right. yeah. And and so, you know, to be able to go and visit and and you know, see these things happening meet with these people and hear these truths coming from them, not just someone else telling us what they think these people believe. Mm -hmm. It's just the same thing. It's just, it's neat. It, it's so encouraging. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and so it's, you know, these things really are going on. I, you know, the people that he talked about Jackson and the church in Mokion, and I've been there multiple times and, you know, many of these churches up in the mountains and they really are becoming established in the faith. And it's just so, so encouraging. You know, this it's it's all God. And what's encouraging to me is that it's not just one church, one location. It's just yeah. like last week we heard from Juan and Tirso Delgado in Ecuador. The same thing where Juan is traveling around from place to place to assist establishing multiple churches. Zacchaeus, mm -hmm. you and James and David are traveling. I mean, you were, as, as Paul says, striving, you know. Mightily, and it's just, there's this work that is going on all for God's glory. And it's not just one location, just the exponential growth that happens from just the, the partnerships around the world and the work that you do. Um, we, we definitely need to be supporting you and praying for you from that standpoint. But just thank you for being an encouragement to us. Um, and it's exciting for you to be here in person <laughs> and 
Gloria, I know I've talked to you about this before. Your outfits are amazing. For those of you guys watching <laughs> at home, every, every day I feel like there's the matching outfit and what color is it going to be today? Yep. So I'll ask you again, how do you do that? I mean, do you guys wake up in the morning and say, okay, this is what we're wearing? Or Gloria, do you just lay out the outfit for Zacchaeus and say, this is what you're putting on yeah. today? Yeah. yeah. You say yes, because- The night before. The, before. the night before, yeah. you, you lay know, out the outfit. And if he's traveling, I love to take the trouser, fold the shirt, uh -huh. and then put in between. Okay. So that he can be smart you know, always. You, you know, Mark, <laughs> before, before, before we got married, I think uh, Scott, Scott can knows be a witness. How he was. And, and Mike Thomas uh, made the same comment yesterday. Well, I can say I'm really thankful to God because of her. Uh, <laughs> yes. because, well, uh, it's amazing. She's brought all the change in me. Besides God, doesn't Erica dress you to, to match her every day? She tries. <laughs> okay, but I, yeah, no. And you know, I, I, there's something about um, it, maybe it's like the older you get together, it's kind of there, there's just the. The, the head knowledge of, okay, I think I know what's happening. Every now and then we will wake up and we'll be wearing very similar colors. And I'm like, okay, mm -hmm. we're married, I guess. That's that's the point that it's gotten <laughs> to. But to have Gloria pick out my outfit and lay it out, that's next level. I that's I love it. I appreciate it. Because you're a good woman. So Thank you. <laughs> well, as, as we're wrapping up this segment, um, you know, we've had two weeks in a row where we've got a chance to listen to our global church partners. And it's encouraging for us as FBC to know that we can overflow and pour out God's love, not just in our family, but in our local church and then support the global church. And um, we're going to turn, turn a page even the next couple of weeks to say, how can we do more of like what Zacchaeus and Gloria are doing and reach out to our community? Because it doesn't just stop there. It's not just about um, teaching and training believers, but how can we show the love of Christ to those that don't know him? And, um, you know, we're going to have sermon series about that here with Overflow Series. We're going to be talking to people about how that can happen here and participate in our own Winchester area. And you guys are a model of that in Pocot in Kenya. So thank you guys for being a part of it, Scott. Thanks for being here as well. Thank you. Um, thank you. And we will continue to pray for you guys. So by the way, the Global Church Week that happened a week ago, um, you can still go to the website, fbcva.life slash Global Church Week. The schedule still exists and there's all the different recordings of the different sessions, of the teaching times, of the, the Sunday night time that we had for the Native American um, uh, forum. So go there and that'll exist for a good while so you can stay connected that way. And by the way, if you haven't yet, grab a Global Church prayer calendar for the next two years. Every month there's new prayer requests and, and focus on each leaders. And there's also a brand new brochure that shows who our partnerships are with. So those are in the church lobby. Grab one next time that you're there and be encouraged as our partnerships grow from that standpoint. So thanks for watching and listening, everyone. And until we chat again, let's let Christ be the focus of our lives each and every day. 